0: And welcome to Ad Creeps. This is a podcast where we correct and dissect the TV advertisements that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Al, one of your co-hosts, and uh, I'm very excited to introduce you to my other co-host, Courtney. Me. I loved how you put a little bit of a snake stink on that. <laughs> you did a s- snake stink. My new <laughs> cologne, available <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's lining up for the stank
1: <laughs> or or I guess it would be stang,
0: stank, kuh, kuh,
1: kuh. I'm excited for this. This recording session, it's been... It feels like we always have a long break.
0: Yeah, we have like... We take a couple weeks and then we do a couple and, you know... Which
1: is nice for us, you know. Yes. <laughs> Not like that old podcast. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. We're watch an episode a week of a very bad TV show. Oh, woof. The TV show that shall not be named. Anyway, we are back in bed and you've got a surprise for me. And I'm very excited to tell you about it. Okay. Hold on. I do have to preface this. I have been told by you and the metal husband, I will enjoy
0: exactly 50% of this. Well, no, it's maybe more like a 60-40. Well, I'm going to enjoy 60%? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think okay. it's more. you're going to enjoy more than half. I think there's just part of it that maybe historically you've not been as interested in. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, we'll see then, won't <laughs> okay. we? Okay. Hey, you could surprise me. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll love 100% of it. Maybe. Or maybe I'll just
0: hate it. I hope not. <laughs> this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm going to start with a uh, question.
1: You always do, and I like that.
0: Oh. It gets me involved. <laughs> what do you think of when I say home ec?
1: Um, I think of when I used to teach grade six. We had a home ec class, but we didn't teach home ec, so we just got the kids to heat up their, like, French fries in there,
0: because <laughs> we had a bunch of ovens. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, wow, that's, uh, that's damning. That's damning. Um, I remember it being a place to make terrible pancakes, and... Oh, did you take home ec? I took, I took several home ec classes, because wow. uh, it was chill, yeah. and you got an A. <laughs> <laughs> Were there people who failed home ec? Probably just by not showing up. Hey, as a teacher, hot tip. That's how you fail. You just don't show up. I think I did a special project where me and a classmate tried to make a flan. Whoa. And it was very difficult. We failed several times. Wow. Um, I learned to make shoe pastry. Whoa. Uh, This is
1: a fancy home (laughs) egg.
0: There was a, a project we we had to pick a food from around the world. Okay. I'm not proud to say that my classmate and I picked smoothies from Hawaii. <laughs> so we just a used world. a lot of <laughs> fruit oh. that's native to Hawaii and we made some smoothies.
1: <laughs> we thought, this will be easy, but and that, it was. That's just not making anything. That's just smushing stuff
0: together. You used a blender. It was greater than the sum of its parts. Okay, well. (laughs) Okay, so besides being a place to dick around and get an A for making terrible-ass pancakes, HOMAC has also long been a foundational piece of the American post-secondary education system.
1: (sighs) Is this the part I hate? Because I could tell you a lot about the post-education
0: system. (laughs) Oh, boy. While modern home economics includes career and technical programs like culinary arts, education, food science, nutrition, health and wellness, interior design, child development, personal finance, textiles, apparel, and retailing. Wait, this is modern day? Yeah. Boy, BC and they're...
1: Oh, <laughs> no. American. Okay. <laughs> I've been taught in an American school in Lord probably over 15 years. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, they do have... I, they have hefty, like, if you go to a really big school, the school I taught in, I subbed in, it was over 2,000 kids in one school. Mm -hmm. They had a lot
0: of stuff, a lot of things. We don't have that. No. I mean, they have a historically-based home economics program. Wow. That you're going to hear a little bit about. Ooh, I likey. So the modern home ec program is, uh, the focus and gender diversity are much different than what they once were. Yeah, of course. So at the beginning of the 19th century, home economic programs mainly taught students how to cook, sew, garden, and take care of children. Okay. These Ooh. programs were dominated by women, allowing them to receive an education while at the same time instilling in them the gendered expectations for their place in society. Oh, yeah, In the home, men acting as the breadwinners. Yeah.
1: And then usually, like, in the high school I went to, you had home ec, and you had, um, like, Mechanic. Yeah, like stuff. machine, shop, yeah, and machine shop and wood. Yeah, machine shop, wood, and that sort of thing. And then you had the third gender, uh, which was theater, which <laughs> is <laughs> the way I went.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: And graphic design.
0: Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> even so, homemaking was only accessible to middle and upper class white women who could afford the cost of secondary schooling. Yeah. But one of the first to champion the evolution of home economics into something greater was Catherine Beecher, sister to author oh. and abolitionist Harriet Beecher Stowe. Whoa. Yeah.
1: Okay. I did not. That is on my radar, but I didn't really.
0: Wow. Okay. 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 Catherine Beecher was interesting. Like her sister, she was political. She mm. she de- led demonstrations against the Indian Removal Act. Okay. She was also anti-suffragette.
1: I was gonna say. Now I was gonna <laughs> ask about
0: that sort of situation. She did believe that the a woman's place was in the home, and yeah. that they could, you know, politics would not good for our brains, um, <laughs> and, and that women should be teaching male children how to sort of move about the world.
1: Oh, <sighs> the anti-suffragettes—they're—they're they're the real bootlickers, huh? Yeah. Ugh. yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. But. Okay, so in the 19th century, yeah. a conference at Lake Placid took place. Remember wait, that movie? Yeah. Well...
1: <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> when, you said, like, when you said Lake Placid, my brain did two things. Lake Placid, where um, the Olympics, where the Americans won against the Russians. Mm-hmm. And Lake Placid, the big Gator. <laughs> and I... And I squish those together, and it's just a bunch of hockey players being eaten by a big alligator. Yeah, Lake
0: Placid. <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie. So, at this conference at Lake Placid, where the big alligator lives, mm-hmm. <laughs> they discuss how to elevate the discipline to a legitimate profession. Okay. While home economics was chosen as the official name for the field, an alternate. Ecology—it's O-E-K-O-L-O-G-Y—was pronounced by Ellen Swallow Richards, a biochemist as well as an industrial and safety engineer.
1: You know, I wonder if they called it that.
0: Private schools would actually like do it. Maybe, yeah. But um, they, they thought you know, uh, women do it, so we it can't sound too scientific. <laughs> Their small brains won't understand. It's just science.
1: Mm, no no no
0: no no no, no, no. <laughs> Ellen Swallow Richards was actually the first woman admitted to MIT and Whoa. the first to earn a degree there in chemistry and the first woman faculty member of any science school in the. US. And
1: she was anti-women.
0: No that no, no, oh, no. okay. She you're was, thinking of Catherine Beecher. Okay. She Ellen, wasn't
1: as extreme as Catherine Beecher.
0: No, Ellen Swallow Richards was uh, very cool. okay and uh, and chill. <laughs> yes. she was a pragmatic feminist and a founding <laughs> ecofeminist. Okay. Who believed that women's work within the home was a vital aspect of the economy.
1: Okay. But still a capitalist then.
0: Well, yeah, it's America. (laughs) It sure is, huh? But not that capitalist because (coughs) she also started one of the very first school lunch programs at Boston High School. Oh, yeah, Which was instrumental in the eventual passing of the 1946 American school lunch program by the Truman administration.
1: Uh, My New England brain remembers reading about her in high school. Hmm. Whoa, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just knock something loose. Thank you for serving, making sure that every student gets to eat those French fries with the happy faces in them. <laughs> Do they still serve those, Scott? I hope so.
0: <laughs> I I would love to try them. <laughs> no, you did, oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you sorry you didn't have to suffer through American school lunch. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I mean, was... I didn't. I didn't eat a lot of lunch at school, but oh,
1: I. We got, we got when we had we, we got the calendar and each day it told you what the breakfast and lunch was and so every month I would like circle what I wanted it was a lot of chicken fried steak I'm not gonna lie
0: wow okay we had a canteen where you could buy hot dogs and ramen ramen
1: that wasn't even on our radar just
0: a little cup of little cup of noodles could you
1: put it between two buns no well then get it out of here
0: <laughs> so thanks to the work of women like Richards, Home economics evolved into training for a variety of professions, including one that's integral to a large part of television advertising. Mm -hmm. Food decoration? In the mid-50s, many women with home economics degrees went on to work in the test kitchens of women's (gasps) magazines and major food companies. When things began to shift more towards photography, as opposed to illustrations of food, these women took their skills freelance under a new title, food stylist.
1: (gasps) stylist yeah i love there's a documentary about like how they make the burgers look so juicy
0: (laughs) i will tell you that one do you yeah i love it because i love looking at juicy burgers (laughs) they just make us out juicy a woman who was an early food stylist dolores custer said these women were creative entrepreneurial women who strode with courage into this new profession
1: oh yeah We're going to make some ice cream not melt on
0: camera. Yeah, baby. By using shortening. (laughs) (laughs) So many of the techniques used in advertising today were created as food stylists adjusted to the demands of television commercials, lights that wilted lettuce and melted ice cream. So
1: like we're talking 1960s?
0: Yeah.
1: 1950s? Okay.
0: Uh, Sort of as TV commercials are beginning to pick up steam. Okay. In her book, Food Styling, The Art of Preparing Food for the Camera, Dolores (laughs) Custer gives a few increasingly specific examples of what a food stylist might do. Huh? Removing all the hairs from a raspberry to be used as a garnish on a goblet of white chocolate mousse. Sorting cereal all day for flakes with character or finding goldfish crackers with the most smile <laughs> definition.
1: Character like the the little cornflakes that look like Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one looks like Jesus.
0: <laughs> Decorating a meatloaf to look like Groucho Marx. Oh well, you gotta. You simply you, must. You
1: have to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or sitting at a table of executives at an ad agency and being asked if nooks and crannies are acceptable food terms to use when describing an English muffin. Oh, I prefer boobles. Boobles.
1: Mm-hmm. Not quite
0: bubbles. <laughs> boobles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I. So what, what's the title of this book? It is titled, Food Styling, the Art of Preparing Food for the Camera. And my favorite example. Yeah. Shopping for two five-pound lobsters and an 18-inch red snapper at 3.30 a.m. at the Fulton Fish Market for a 7 a.m. shoot with Paul Newman, who is 100 miles away. (laughs) Now, if the train leaves Delaware. (laughs) if Paul Newman
1: is too high (laughs) on whatever. Quaaludes? Maybe. Salad dressing. Um, (laughs) That really good pasta sauce. It sounds like it's a lot. And it sounds like these these women, they went through HOMEC and they go through this and now they're buying lobster for Paul Newman and they're like, why?
0: <laughs> that, I think they had a lot of fun with their jobs. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're playing with food. That's yeah. pretty cool. If I could dip my fingers in a, in a fucking pasta
0: salad. <laughs> and a, a lot of the food that appeared in commercials that food stylists worked on, they actually cooked themselves.
1: Oh, okay. Because they because they know.
0: Yeah, and also like so part of a, a additional parts of a food stylist job might be testing and rewriting recipes.
1: Oh, so they would say, "Well, that doesn't look." If we cooked it. If we had it that way, if we cook it that way, it's not going to look good on the plate. Yeah. So why don't you add something like this? Are those the motherfuckers who add parsley to everything? In the 70s, definitely. I fucking hate parsley. I will tell you, parsley does nothing. No one can do anyone to do anything to change my mind about parsley. It is green and it tastes like nothing.
0: I like it. On what? Um. You can't think of
1: anything, can you? A pasta. You can't. You put a, You don't put parsley on pasta it's nice in a salad really okay well then green on green green on green i can put like a little sprig on like a salmon that does nothing (laughs) that's to make it look the ambiance it's like look ooh, good color look we got some green with our brown and brown and brown
0: yeah i mean why not (sighs) makes it more appetizing does it
1: doesn't make it annoying (laughs) (laughs) it seems like you've made up your mind i've made up my mind
0: no one can no one can stylize (laughs) parsley in any way that i care about (laughs) That's fair. <laughs> so food stylists were sort of like an early version of the test kitchen, which shall not be named.
1: Ah. Uh. <laughs> well, or or Cook's Illustrated. Cook's yeah, Illustrated exactly. does that. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're the ones who tell you, put vodka in your pie dough, and then everyone does, and it's like, it's not as good.
0: I know you tested it, but it's not as good. <laughs> Just because you tested it doesn't mean it's good.
1: <laughs> Just put butter. That's all you got to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so... I know what we're all wondering. Yeah. What are some of the techniques you may not have realized were being employed right before your eyes? Okay,
1: I'm really excited about this.
0: Meat soaked in oil so it looks all plump and juicy. That's what I do with my chlong. (laughs) Jesus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: Goodness me. I'm not. (laughs) <laughs> or drinks sprayed with deodorant or a mix of Scotchgard and glycerin that makes them look frosty and cold, oh. and you can choose the specific level of wetness. <laughs> Just like my schlong.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. drinks is wet. You can't do more wet. No,
0: you dry them off, and then you put your own little. You can't dry on. off a drink. It's wet. I'm sorry, the glass. It's on the glass. Oh.
1: I thought you had like some milk, and you're like, oh, it's too wet. Is milk too wet?
0: No, no. no. We're talking about the, the frosty glass of root beer. Hey,
1: Fred, Fred, you gotta get me some paper towels. Milk is wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the glass. That makes way more yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. that may, okay. De- deodorant. That's interesting. Coffee oily
0: sheen is an issue so why not just soy sauce with a little soapy water to add the froth of a fresh brew
1: what if you gotta drink it <laughs> okay but that's not even mm. coffee then you're not advertising coffee so are you telling me like the Folgers comor- commercials are just like soy sauce some of them might be
0: that's rude
1: that's not that's app- part of waking up <laughs> soy sauce in your cup and some froth <laughs>
0: Chocolate sometimes mm-hmm. is actually borax with brown food coloring and cocoa powder to stay a perfect melted consistency.
1: <sighs> but now they're not even advertising food. They're advertising the idea of food, like this, this perfect image of what food should look like but actually doesn't.
0: Mm, you make an interesting point. Okay. <laughs> uh, they use heat guns that can reach 1500 fahrenheit that are used to target specific parts of the dish to get the perfect melty or charred exterior Ooh. burritos they gotta super glue those babies shut what do you mean they, su- <laughs> they, sh- they glue them shut they can't you can't you we can't, don't you can't have seepage oh
1: no see- <laughs>
0: look sometimes you gotta have a little sometimes seepage. you get some seepage <laughs> <laughs> as
1: someone with a bladder disorder you're gonna have some seepage.
0: <laughs> enchiladas add yeah. mashed potatoes for bulk well, at least it's food.
1: At least it's not like like
0: fucking wood shavings that you're going to pack in there. At least it's food. Yeah, like tacos where they put little cosmetic sponges in to keep them open. That's what I do with
1: <laughs> my pussy. The
0: tacos are sponge-worthy.
1: <laughs> is that written? Did you write that? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Okay. I guess you need to prop them open. But then like, okay. This is this again. A natural, everyday <laughs> taco. The the little, will I say, the lady of the taco. Yeah. It's big, small, uh, over there, over here, righties, lefties. Like, it could be anything. But having this image of the perfect taco, that's maybe harming.
0: I would agree with, I think it's, it, nobody's got the perfect taco. No
1: one's got the perfect taco. And
0: to put a cosmetic sponge in there to prop it up? Yeah. I mean, come on.
1: Zhuzh it up a bit? Sure, why not? Might as well
0: just Photoshop it.
1: Photoshop, you're ta- we're still talking about tacos, right? Yep. Not, okay. Are we?
0: <laughs> now, let's talk about corn syrup. Please. Because you can use this bad boy in marinades, glazes, wet beans, <laughs> anything. That- <laughs> the, three, the three types of uses, <laughs> marinade sauces and wet beans. Anything that needs to be thick and glossy. Oh, so, or if you want your food to glisten try wd-40
1: okay i prefer the
0: corn syrup yeah and you can eat it
1: true true the beans.
0: true cereal milk could just be a thin layer on top of vegetable shortening to keep the good stuff at the top or you could just use white pvc glue
1: i knew about the glue thing that's sad it's sad well you're like that's a bowl of cereal that looks so good and you're like no glue it's
0: glue, not. It's glue. It's glue. (laughs) glue. A horse died for this.
1: (laughs) It's not tasty. My goddamn frosted flakes, I can't get them out of the bowl. Just stuck. And
0: finally, Mm. if you need the perfect burst of steam at the right moment, try popping a water-soaked tampon in the microwave and putting it behind your dish. In your taco. Behind your taco. Steamy taco. Yeah, you can't put it in Just tuck it down and around. Just...
1: (laughs) maybe hey maybe we should people who need tampons should unite with the um food what are they called food stylist. food stylist to make sure that there's no tax on tampons anymore i agree we should unite a brotherhood <laughs> <laughs> okay. maybe you could just like i mean as a treat maybe just pop in a tampon a steam tampon
0: see what it does for you fiber well maybe Okay, so all that aside, in the past 10 years or so, there has been a move towards more natural presentation. According to an article on food stylists from Serious Eats, one reason for that is that the ethics of food styling are particularly murky. There's no regulatory body – It governs how you can alter food, and most food stylists do try to keep that in the back of their mind, as well as the concept of truth in advertising, like you mentioned. Yeah, In this article, food stylist Lisa Homa references an iconic 1968 lawsuit about a bowl of Campbell's soup.
1: What? Oh, I know this one! That the soup doesn't look like it's so chunky um, when you pour it in a bowl, but the advertisement is very chunky.
0: The ad agency slipped some marbles into the bottom of the bowl in order to keep the vegetables from sinking to the bottom, making it look fuller than it actually was.
1: Marbles.
0: Marbles.
1: (laughs) Put a couple of those in your mouth.
0: (laughs) Wiggle those around. The ad agency responsible was sued by the Federal Trade Commission. Wow. Though the industry overall has mixed opinions on how heinous a crime soup marbles really are. They certainly had an impact. The Soup Marvel DeVocal is listed as a part of Ad Age's top seventy-five events in advertising history. What number is it? I don't know. Oh, it's just top. I can't actually look at Ad Age without giving them money. We, sh- oh,
1: I kind of feel like we need to. <laughs> Not until they put us in their magazine. Yeah, put us in your magazine, <laughs> and then we'll pay you to look at your articles. I just go to incognito mode. I can look at anything. Oh, that in LA Times, I owe them a lot of money. <laughs> Ain't giving them a dime. <laughs>
0: Um, Mary Valentin, a food stylist who has worked with everyone from the Food Network to Panera to Godiva, explained her approach like ah, this. A, a
1: carnival of creeps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have to let the food do what it naturally does. It's a live animal. It's not. You well, can't make it into something that it's not. It is. If there's a kind of bread that makes a lot of crumbs when you cut it, you need to show the crumbs, she says. I guess that's my thing. I guess that's my thing. <laughs> the crumbs. I want the food to be comfortable with itself. Oh, well, okay, we're going too far. I guess that's my thing. That's just the crumbs. Oh, I'm really into crumbs. <laughs> oh, God. I Oh, the crumbs. Okay, so mm. what the fuck commercial am I even talking about?
1: There's so many commercials that are just beautiful. I thought you were going to talk about the Campbell Soup
0: one. Mm-hmm. That would have been <laughs> smart. But that's not the point of the... <laughs> no, we're, we're going... Are we taking a left turn? Well, here's the thing. Okay. I found this by complete accident. Okay. And in the interest of giving our listeners a little insight into both how I come up with episodes and how I personally use the internet, <laughs> I want to walk you through it. I'm excited to go on this journey with you. Okay, so there's this Tumblr blog mm-hmm. called Contact, which posts a lot of gifts of okay. different yeah. uh, TV advertisements. Yeah, and you sh- stuff.
1: you showed me that.
0: Yeah, so mm-hmm. at one point Contact posted uh gifts from this Dole Popsicle ad. Okay. And it's sort of a whole orange and they pull the popsicle out of the orange. Oh. So the skin I know this one. breaks. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So Underneath that, it was reblogged by Nico Cat, who said, My furry ass when the werewolf pulls his knot out. Okay. 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 <laughs> and then Al, oh, you could have done the Campbell soup ad. You could have done the Campbell soup ad, Al. <sighs> well, I built the episode around the head. No, I do, okay. And then um Tits Out for Plague Doctor replies, I thought this was where Ralph again. So <laughs> This is a reference to a seminal Tumblr thread started by Were Ralph, um, who posted a video of a pineapple in a hydraulic press releasing a significant stream of juice as, as it is crushed with the caption, After My Werewolf Boyfriend Pulls Out.
1: <laughs> when you told me there's going to be a left turn that I hate, I think I'm going to just flip the switch. I hate it. <laughs> I think
0: I hate it. I think I yeah. hate it. I mean, that's... Hey, everyone's entitled to their opinions. So do, where... Do... Hold on. Sorry. Do werewolf boyfriends famously have giant loads? Well, first of all, look at this gif.
1: <laughs> okay. I am looking at the pineapple. And she wet, folks. She wet. <laughs> she, she, so, she real
0: wet. The thing about werewolf boyfriends is that they have a knot. Okay, I know that. But I'm talking about the load, So it just... yes, yeah, So the load is huge. <laughs> And the famously, knot, famously huge, and the knot keeps it in. Okay, so it's in there, and then they pull out, and then it's it's everywhere. wow, it's, it's ev- everywhere. It's just just like that pineapple. Yeah. So where Ralph posted this, <sighs> where Ralph is actually uh, artist uh, who does some very cool and not safe for work art. Uh, we will be posting those in our sources. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a blog named Smatter replied to this saying, you're what?
1: <laughs> like me. Mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. To
0: which Were-Ralph l- replied, my werewolf boyfriend in sort of a, a pink loopy text. Yeah. <laughs> and then Angel Girl Hearts 2 said, I'm sorry, am I reading that right? To which <laughs> Werewolf ralph replied with my and then a photo of, of a cropped photo of a, a hulking werewolf yeah. Um. And then Plutonium Bomb said, so we're just going to ignore the watermelon getting crushed. And where Ralph said, watermelon. But half the word was green and half of it was red. And then. Ow. are we losing? Are we losing touch no. with today's youth? Yes. OK. And then, oh, my God, Matt said, hey, so does anyone have the not safe for work version of that werewolf pick? Just asking. <laughs> and that's my oral history of. Where Ralph's werewolf boyfriend Tumblr post So basically, at this point, uh, after I saw this this GIF of the popsicle coming out of the orange, yeah, I embarked on an exhaustive search for the <laughs> Dole popsicle ad that contacted posted, so that I could discuss these troubling concepts on the program. <laughs> But instead, I found something incredible and wonderful and much, much, much less horny.
1: No, we're not even doing the Dole the pineapple. No. Art. Oh, my Lord. Where are we
0: going? I What's found, happening? I found a commercial for Dole sliced canned pineapple from 1981. Okay. And I thought, hey, that's pretty cool visually. And then I scrolled down to the comments, and I found that the first one was this entry one year ago from one Gene Turnbow. This is the YouTube comments. A YouTube comment from Gene Turnbow, and his comment is as follows. OMG, it's my pineapple. (laughs) What? The pineapple was made of vinyl. We used an old windshield wiper motor from an old car to run a camshaft made of plexiglass with bumps on it that triggered cherry switches to time the various actions. The pineapple rings were vinyl, too, and threaded with brass wires that held the stack together. When triggered, the winch pulled the wires up through the tubes embedded in the top slice, and as they retracted, the slices fell off the bottom (gasps) of the stack one at a time into the can. There was also a water pump to create the juice, but the director decided it needed a lot more juice, so the effect was enhanced by a prop guy standing just off camera with a turkey baster full of extra water. I think in the end they couldn't use those shots because they had no way of removing the tip of the turkey baster from the image, so what you see in this shot is the amount of water the rig created on its own wow and then uh, so the person who originally posted the video said wow fantastic thank you that is such great information how long did it take to do that and Jean replied the framework for it was made of welded i-beams to make it super stable i had to learn to arc weld to do this project <gasps> it was built at Surier and associates in pasadena the same company that made rose parade floats for decades <laughs> i think they went out of business around 1989 we gotta contact Jean. we gotta talk to gene Hey
1: Gene, <laughs> hey, can we put this? Can we put this podcast in those comments and say and just tag Gene like Gene, get at us? Because yeah, yeah, absolutely, we can. I gotta, I gotta. Well, but okay, but we did talk about my <laughs> werewolf boyfriend. <laughs> oh, so on. I have
0: ruined everything. You
1: have ruined. I've we are, really
0: done it this we're time. We're never talking to Gene. <laughs> Gene's gone. Gene's not gonna call He's, us. <laughs> <laughs> this is like ad age all over again. Oh my god. Um. <sighs> So I guess there's nothing left to do but see Gene's spectacular pineapple.
1: Gene, I cannot wait. Let's go to ad break and see your beautiful gushy pineapple.
0: We'll return after these messages. The best part of a Dole pineapple is
1: slices that are the sweetest, tenderest, juiciest. So the best part is the only part you'll find here in Dole. Packed in its own juice with no sugar added, this becomes the best part of everything you make with Dole—the
0: color, the flavor, and the texture—all pure Dole. So make sure you get only the best part of the pineapple from Dole. Welcome back to the show, Shigushi, Shigushi folks. Uh, uh not.
1: Not, I don't think the pineapple. This pineapple has a werewolf boyfriend. No, no, not that Gucci.
0: But yeah, so <clears throat> I think now you can see why I. It's intriguing. Wrote an entire episode about feminist history, <laughs> and werewolf boyfriend. History. Yeah, um, because I found this one ad. Yeah, this is a
1: good look. This is a good look into behind the curtain. Uh, <laughs> That's how the
0: old brain works. Wow!
1: Wow! 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 <laughs>
0: Okay, should we talk about the ad? Yes, please. Um, talk about Jean's spectacular pineapple. Jean, it
1: is spectacular because it is like a, a pineapple floating in the in the ether, in, space, in the in the ether, in limbo, and it opens like a book. Mm-hmm. But it's like the spine of the pineapple with the core taken out, still is floating in place, like um like some um, lifesavers, mm. right? And it goes like it's. Gooshy. It's, it's drippy. I, I could see why you don't want a turkey baster full of liquid. Because I think that would be shot. too much. Yeah. I don't think that would be... Th- and then they drop one by one, which is what Jean was talking about, mm. into the can. Into the can. Um, That is pretty spectacular. Like, it's a pretty memorable image. And I, I understand why you got a little obsessed with it.
0: Yeah. And also just, like, it blows my mind that we can look on YouTube and at, at an old commercial yeah. that someone's reposted and, and have a person who was integral to the creation of that advertisement comment. Yeah.
1: Like, I think that's so cool. That's really cool. Do you think Gene was, like, Googling? He was looking for his pineapple? Do you think he was looking for it? And it's like, not yet. Not today. <laughs> I'll not wait today. forever. I'll wait
0: forever. It's happening. When will my pineapple come back from and the then war? It,
1: and then it came. <laughs> What war? Did the pineapple... Was the pineapple in nom? I don't know. (laughs) Did it change them deeply? I don't know. And then we get the use of the the pineapple in a pineapple upside down cake, in gelatin. Yeah. uh, And on a ham. All of them glistening and beautiful. So glistening and beautiful. Is pineapple on a ham like a big American thing? It sure is. With the maraschino cherries? Yeah. I love... I think... Have we talked about our love of cartoon food? Oh, I'm not sure if we have. Okay. Cartoon food when you're growing up looks so good. Yeah. Like like the goofy movie pizza.
0: Mm-hmm. Or
1: like but like there's a lot of times you get a ham, and they got those pineapple rings and the maritino cherries. It would look good. I'd eat it. I'd eat it. I'd eat that ham, I'd eat those pineapples and, and jeans pineapples really piece
0: de resistance. So um, okay, here's a question. Yeah. How would you improve Jean's pineapple for twenty twenty one? Twenty years later, you're okay.
1: Now, is this assuming Gene is listening or not listening? I think you just
0: have to free yourself from oh, the shackles of, of Jean. Gene, of Jean <laughs> and really tell me what you feel inside.
1: Oh God. Okay. Dole is Dole's back, baby,
0: and <laughs> and they're still bad, and they're
1: still not great with, with their history. But we're still we're still gonna use the pineapple, mm-hmm. and I think. I think what we're going to do is we're going to rely on the art of food uh, decor and mm-hmm, decoration mm-hmm. and styling um, to do this. But I think we're going to get a little brunt with it. I think we do want to bring in the the image that you showed me of the pineapple being squished. Oh, the hydraulic press? The hydraulic press. Okay. you know what's hot on YouTube? An hydraulic press. Yeah, it really is. Right. So I think what we want to do is, I think we want to devise a commercial that will show on, like, an ad creep. It's not just a TV ad. No one watches TV anymore. Everyone watches YouTube. Mm. We uh, get the hydraulic press ad, the one, the guy with the cool, like, Scandinavian accent. Okay. And we give him a pineapple. And we say, hey, go nuts. And we say, go nuts. Then we call up Gene. Okay. And we say, Gene, you are given the same amount of time as the Hydraulic Press guy. You're giving the same amount of budget. I want you to create a new commercial. And we put them head to head. And we see who has the most views.
0: So your punch up for this is just to have Gene do it again.
1: Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think Jean can go wrong. <laughs> but I do think the Hydraulic Press would win. And I think that's a great kind of nod to how the... Art has been taken out of advertising how now it's because of ad creeps and because we see ads every day. We just want a little bit of, you know, pineapple squished and squirting by a hydraulic press. We don't want the artistic shit anymore. No, we want to go. That's me
0: when my werewolf boyfriend pulls out. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) so it's really a commentary on today's <laughs> on today's youth really okay in, interesting and, yeah, I, yeah hey you know what i love it okay good gene i'm i'm so sorry that i would i would watch what you would do but i would watch the hydraulic press over and over and actually after this episode is done we're gonna go downstairs and watch the hydraulic press because i love when they they, press they the squish play-
0: it <laughs> the
1: play-doh i love the
0: play-doh you gotta love oh, it gotta
1: love it hmm Okay, that's my punch-up. <laughs> you did a great job, Jam. Yeah. Champ. Can I show you a, a local ad? I would love that. Okay. This is... I don't... Okay, what is a local ad?
0: What is a local ad? It is an ad that has a limited range of audience. Yeah.
1: It's got a lot of heart. Yeah, usually a lower budget, mm-hmm. uh, and it shows a product that is usually not well known or like widely available. Regional, regional. It's very regional. So, what if, um, say, could we consider a advertisement on Twitter, specifically Trans Twitter, to
0: be a local ad? I would say, yeah, we can take a we can take an advertisement from a specific. Group and say that's local.
1: Yeah. So this actually, this advertisement came from our friend from Totally Trans, Dr. Ada Rhodes Short, and she commented and uh, reposted a advertisement from Bria on some cool stickers <laughs> that uh, Bria has in her, um, you know, Patreon and in her inner mm. vibe. Right now, the reason why this caught my eye is this. This lady, she's doing some kung fu. (laughs) (laughs) And not only is she doing some kung fu, she's also doing (laughs) some nunchucks. Ooh. And I absolutely, it's got the feeling of an amazing local ad because of the kung fu, because of the nunchucks, and because of the product. The product is very cool stickers um, that I love. Uh, So, you want to see it? Let's see it. Yeah. Do you need something shiny to satisfy your lusty crow brain? Don't give a crap about shinies, but still want to show what a badass you are?
0: Try out our silkscreen patches! We've got our classic Nazi Turfs Fuck Off design, and our new Trans Workers of the World Unite design, and our new Vitruvian
1: rat! Remember Leonardo da Vinci? He's back! In rat form! All this and more is available over at etsy.com slash CA slash shop slash life of art. That's etsy.com slash CA slash shop slash life of Ria art.
0: Come get some. That was incredible. Bria. 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 I mean, okay, the, the way that it is like a classic infomercial. Oh. You must love. The nunchucks, unbelievably impressive. <laughs> so good. The little crow, I love him. Yeah, psychic, love him. Also, Bria's comedic timing, <laughs> so good. She's very, very She's funny. She's very funny.
1: Uh, so we will be posting it. I think that... I think it's a local ad. It has to be. It, it must be. It, it simply must it be. It simply must be. and uh, It's local
0: to our hearts. And
1: I will definitely be purchasing some tits out um, stickers mm. and also fuck off Nazi turfs. Love, love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> thank you, Bria. And thank you, Ada, for tagging us in Twitter. Um, that also means, friends, if you have a local ad, a local TV ad, a local Twitter ad, you want to share you know, you can add us at, at Creeps on Twitter. You can also email us at, uh, at... creeps at gmail.com. Yeah. Wow. My brain just rebooted. It sure did. I, I saw it happen. Look, I I just watched a fucking lovely lady doing some nunchucking, and I just had to, like, whoop, reboot. Because <laughs> I have a crush.
0: <laughs> um, Yeah. Do, do that. Email us. Yeah. And, hey, mm-hmm. if you enjoyed this episode or any of the other ones if you didn't enjoy this one
1: gene 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 you don't have to you don't have to listen to this episode you could listen
0: to any other episode but if you gene or any of our other listeners want to help us out you could write us a review on apple podcasts and that would be absolutely awesome gene if you want to write us a five-star review and just tell us about how you made the
1: pineapples i would love that so much
0: yeah I'm so sorry, Gene. Gene, we want to know everything you Jean, have we to got, say. We gotta,
1: we gotta have you in the studio, please. Please. <laughs> the studio is your bedroom. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> look, he's not answering our phone calls. I understand. Okay, is that it? That's it. Until next time, we are signing, signing off. off.
0: Mm, but first,
1: a word for my spouse.